Justice Tech Pros here. I hope everybody's doing as well as could be expected, uh, especially, you know, specifically due to our current situation and this pandemic. And hopefully I don't have to say that too much longer. And I, I'm starting to see some positive numbers. I'm starting to see, I know that the amount of people that recovered from it broke uh, 500, uh, broke 600,000 the last time I checked. But I don't want to get too much into that. I mean, that's all we see every day, right? So there's no sense harping on that. Uh, again, I wanted to put out another episode for a little bit of a distraction from what everybody's dealing with. And today's episode is actually, uh, it'll probably be a little different. I know normally I try to, um, I, I try to be precise and I try to educate and I try to uh, uh, open up different views on topics and I'm still going to try to do that as far as the views go but today's going to be a little bit I don't know I guess you would call it uh, personal just something that I find an observation that I find pretty amusing and also disturbing at the same time and I wanted to just talk about it get my feelings on there I don't know how productive it'll be but it should be kind of entertaining because part of it had me laughing but and not for comical reasons for absurdity reasons well, after last episode, episode 26, I spoke about um, mob inf- you know, informants and how these uh, informants had um, reality shows. And my position on it, I just think it's absurd. And, and it just all went to the whole motive aspect. You know, when you're on trial and you have informants and the uh, other side, the government of the state, tries to tell the jury that these informants have no motive. So anyway, after that episode... I received a, a a couple emails, which was kind of funny, uh, from different different sources, and they all had um, links about a new podcast that that was out. And lo and behold, what was the uh, podcast? It was current informants putting out a podcast where they had you know um, a camera, and it's two current informants talking to each other about being informants, and you know uh, it's just. One one comment from a dear friend of mine had me laughing. In the, in the last podcast, I can't get through them, to be honest. They're just too cringing. And uh, if you listen to them, you know what I mean. They just I just can't get through them. I mean, the nonsense that these individuals are talking about is something else. But uh, a friend of mine had me laughing because he said in the last one, they had it like uh, boxes, like window boxes. And they had each informant's picture and they're all talking to each other. And he said it, it looked like uh, the opening of the Brady Bunch. <laughs> I was actually cracking up. You know, in my head I heard the Brady Bunch theme and you play that. Uh, it just had me laughing. But, you know, I, I was listening to pieces of it. And what's funny to me is when you hear these informants talk, you know, and they're talking about how they, you know, they're trying to change their ways and all this nonsense. But if you look at the beginning of the podcast, it's playing up the whole role they're doing like this ridiculous, I don't even know what it's supposed to be, a supposed sit down, but uh, it's it's just absurd. People bringing money and pulling up in cars, you know, the whole the whole movie uh, vision, you know, and that's what plays out for the beginning. And But yet when they start talking, apparently, I don't, I, I don't even know, but it seems like their theme is they're trying to help young kids. So <laughs> I guess to, to help a young kid, you got to become an informant. Those are the steps. You know, um, uh, you know, be a murderer, kill people. And one, and one part of it, actually, they were laughing. 
And th these tapes will actually be good for defense attorneys, and I'll tell you why. In one part, they're laughing about how one of the informants shot somebody in the head, and they're laughing about it. And, I mean, that would be perfect. You know, if I was a defense attorney, the first thing I'll do is download all of these podcasts, and I would play them. I know last time I talked about, you know, walking in the courtroom with my Santa Claus bag. Well, this would be in my hand. I'd want the podcast in my hand so I could just take that out immediately. You know, I'd put it right on a Surface Pro or any kind of tablet and just start playing it. As I'm walking in the courtroom, I'd have it playing. Even before trial began, the judge would be smashing the gavel down and I would just be playing it. And people won't know what I'm playing. But, I mean, it's absurd. So I, I would play that these podcasts, any attorneys that are listening to this, in all seriousness, the first thing you should do is start downloading every one of these and just start building a database. Just download every one because they can't help themselves, you know. Uh, they want to talk about all these things they did and I don't know, I think they're trying to impress people too because they do try to act like they were tough and they were crazy, but they probably fail to mention that 99% of the time they were on drugs, so they're crazy, you know, on drugs. I mean, you ever see a PCP addict or somebody who's addicted to drugs? They act crazy all the time. It's really not them. That's just the chemical doing that. So I, I don't know what the point of that is. You know, if you need some kind of some kind of alteration to make you in your, in your train of thought to make you think that's crazy, well, no, you're not crazy. You're just a drug addict. And, you know, that's what, what happens, unfortunately, when you're a drug addict. Drug, drug addicts do crazy things. I mean, it's unfortunate, you know, when you're addicted to drugs and you have chemicals in your body, you do all stupid, crazy things. So, you know, they're on there talking about all this. And again, they're doing it in a bragging way. And yet people are in jail, rotting away because of their lies. Now, of course, they're not going to say it's lies because then they'll have a big problem with whatever deal they made. But... I'm sure, as I've experienced firsthand, it's lies just like 90% of these informants tell. They'll tell whatever they have to do to stay out of jail. You know, one thing that's that I find amusing is every informant will try to justify why they became an informant. You know, they'll try to say, well, this one turned on me. This one wasn't up to my standards. This guy stabbed me in the back. What they're failing to realize, if you want to be an informant, fine. But that's who you are. Nothing could turn you into that. It doesn't matter what somebody does. Either you are one or you're not. You're born that way or you're not born that way. But at least own it. You know, own who you are. That's who you are in life. You're the type of person who won't be accountable. You're the type of person who, you know, if you're doing all these bad things and then it comes time... To pay for your sins, you're the type of person who won't. You'll, you know, throw your friends under the bus, throw people under the bus, and I don't even care if they're your enemies, whoever it is, you're going to throw somebody under the bus to get you out of it, to save your own skin, because you don't want to be accountable. That's really it in the simplest terms. It could be twisted however they want to twist it, and they could justify it in their head. And maybe in their brain it justifies it, but the bottom line is very black and white. Either you're an informant or you're not. You can't justify being one. You're either born that way or you're not. You can't one day act like you're this crazy uh, gangster and this guy who shoots people in the head and uh, doing all this <clears throat> uh, criminal activity and then because 
I don't know, you feel somebody didn't treat you properly, that's your justification. You know, that's, in your mind it is, but that's not reality. That's what you tell yourself so you could continue the charade. You know, you can continue the charade that you're tough, but you're crazy, but you're an informant. You know, it's like an oxymoron. You can't, you can't be all those things. And, and, and for me, all I kept thinking is I really hope that defense attorneys are getting all these podcasts and putting them together. Because, you know, in reality, that's going to help their tr- clients tremendously. You start playing these podcasts, you open up your opening with these informants bragging on a podcast, how they shot someone in the head and they're all laughing about it. Then there was another one, I don't know, <clears throat> he was talking about his father, I think, and, uh, you know, he's telling all kinds of intimate stories about his father, and it's just, it's insane, you know, it's insane what goes on. And from what I understand, these individuals are still in the program. So this is, I guess, tax dollars at work where informants are setting up podcasts and talking to the public. They have an email to email the show. I'm sure they're going to do calls. God only knows what this is going to parlay into. And, you know, the the general public's fascinated by it. They eat it up. But they should realize what they're dealing with. Look into the background on some of these people. Just Google it. Just Google it. I mean, look at what what some of these individuals were doing, and now they want to act like, you know, they had a come-to-Jesus moment, an epiphany, and they want to do the right thing. No, that's not what happened. It's not like, you know, it was back when they were supposedly in the trenches of being this this, uh, big-time gangster, this crazy gangster, and then they had an epiphany and wanted to change. No, conveniently what happened was... Back in the day or whenever, I'm sure they were playing like King Kong, Mighty Joe Young. Then they got jammed up. Then they got faced with having to pay for their crimes and pay for their sins. Then, miraculously, they had this epiphany. Then they said, no, I want to do the right thing now because I don't want to go to jail, but I'm going to do it now. I didn't want to do it then when I was supposedly making this money and I was running around like this big, uh, big crazy individual. Now I want to do it. And I find that awfully convenient. And and again, it just goes back to, like I said, you're either born that way or you're not. And any justification you come up with is just for your own, trying to clear your own conscience. You know, you're trying to convince yourself. But the bottom line is nobody could force you, nobody could make you, nobody could turn you into an informant. You either are one or you're not. And the advice I would give all these informants You should tell the truth, though. If you're going to decide to do that, tell the truth. Because when you're lying, you're just a liar. You know, and you can't be considered a witness. You're just a liar. And a lot of damage is done from lying. And we see it time and again. I've showed it on past episodes. I've shown the statistics. I've shown how many people were wrongfully convicted because of liars. And it's always just an informant looking to save their own skin. And I just hope the public looks at these things. I I know they feel it's entertaining, because, you know, the public's going to view them, they're going to they're gonna listen to them, they're going to actually give these individuals credibility, and I'm sure there's a lot of them. I was just sent a, a couple links, but I'm sure if I started looking, but I don't even want to, I'm sure if I started looking at podcasts, there's a ton of them with all different people. But th- what the public should realize, you know, look at what you're watching, you know, you're looking at somebody who saved their own skin, put other people away, They these individuals committed a ton of crimes 
And just to get out and now have the freedom to do podcasts, do all this nonsense, do these reality shows, book deals. Oh, and that was the other thing. They're talking about the book deals they're going to do. I mean, those segments are perfect. Those segments are perfect. That's that's all I would play for my opening statement if I had a trial where I was dealing with informants. I would play, I'd make a mixtape, like an 80s mixtape with all of these excerpts of all these ridiculous statements of book deals, shooting somebody in the head, laughing, reality shows, all of that. I, I just play it for the for the jury. And I and I make light of it and I make jokes about it, but the truth is a, a good defense attorney will know how to utilize that. He'll know how to introduce that where it's effective. And I believe if you show the general public these things, they're going to be appalled at how some of these individuals react when they're talking about somebody's life and they're talking about shooting somebody or how crazy they were and they're batting people, you know, they're robbing people's homes, all these degenerate crimes that they're talking about. But in one breath they're saying it's no good, but they're laughing about it. So, But people aren't stupid. People are going to see through that. You know, and they'll see... Personally, what I think is very important, what they're going to see is, I'll tell you, when, when you're going through trial and they put the informant on the stand, you have to realize they are prepped, they are rehearsed, they go through the steps, they go through mock trials. The government of the state gets them perfect. They get them, you know, ready to, to play the role, almost like an actor. You know, they have them prepared. So when they're on the stand, they come across sometimes, uh, depending on the informant, they come across uh, very well-spoken, uh, calm, believable. So think of the impact that will have. You have somebody on there who's talking very humble, somebody who's talking as if they do have a lot of regrets, somebody who's talking as if they do want to make a change. Now, I would let them testify. I would let them do all of that. Then you bring the podcast on or the reality show, whatever it is, and you start playing segments of it, of their true personality, let the jurors see that. Do you know the impact that that would have on the person they're testifying against? It's going to show to the jurors that they're dealing with somebody who's capable of this multiple uh, back and forth, of turning it on and turning it off like a light switch. When it's time to perform for the jury... They're able to do what's necessary to put on a performance that's believable. But yet when they're in the comfort of their own home and they're comfortable and they're around friends and they're around other informants and they're able and they're bragging and they're telling stories, that would be very, very powerful for the defense team. And I kid you not, I have a lot of attorney subscribers. Please. Just make sure you download all these podcasts, put them in a database, label them by informant, and just keep them in your back pocket because you'll never know when you're going to need them and they're going to be very, very important. They could be important for uh, not only the trial, they could also be important for the appeal. And speaking of subscribers, uh, as of today, we broke 400. Uh, when I started the podcast, I know we were at 402, so thank you to all the new listeners. I'm glad to see that people are enjoying the content. I hope it continues to grow. And I'm glad to see that, you know, maybe uh, people could relate to some of my thoughts, could relate to what I'm trying to, to do here. And I know today was a little different. It wasn't as educational, but I believe it is enlightening. And I believe it's something that the public should be aware of. And I'm sure people love that stuff. It, listen, it doesn't take a genius. People like that kind of drama. They like all that. 
But even if you're enjoying it, all I want you to do is look at it with an open mind. Understand what you're looking at. And understand that what you're watching is an informant who testifies against people to put people in jail so they could have their freedom. And if they're truly supposed to be this born-again person, somebody trying to turn on, take on a, you know, turn over a new leaf, think about it. Why do they need the quote-unquote fame of it? I mean, if you look at the Instagrams on some of these informants and the, and the uh, YouTubes and the podcasts, you realize that they're trying to be like, what is that, Insta-famous? They're trying to be a social media uh, influencer? That's what they're trying to be. And that's what a jury needs to understand. That's the end game here. That's the motive. That's all the motive in the world they need now. You know, even if, let's say they don't want book deals, which 90% of them do, but let's say they don't. If they have that, you know, the Instagram where they're, you know, they're taking pictures in front of fancy cars, expensive restaurants, dressed up, you know, they're dressing like uh, 19, uh, you know, 40s, they're dressing like Al Capone, they're dressing like, you know, all uh, Lucky Luciano, you know, they're they're playing the role, you know, whatever they see pictures of, that's what they're dressing as, trying to impress everybody. You know, when you see that, just think to yourself, how trustworthy is this person? You know, how can I trust whatever's coming out of this person's mouth? Look at what they're doing. They're taking all this and they're trying to turn it into fame. They want to claim that they're helping, you know, the government, they're helping the state. No, they're helping themselves. They're helping themselves. And they're even fooling the government, in my opinion. They're fooling a lot of the government. They're fooling a lot of the, especially, you know, if you have law enforcement who are just doing their job and you have prosecutors who are just doing their job and they're trying, and they have an informant who's lying to them, they may not even realize they're lying to them. They may believe it. Meanwhile, in the background, it's all for the end game of all this nonsense that goes on to be big on social media, to, to be part of all these ridiculous reality shows. You know, it's just funny. And then what I find even more amazing. I try to keep personal feelings aside and I don't try to, you know, use the normal terms to describe the informants. Like, But what's funny is I'm watching some of the podcasts as I kept going, you know, I was going through different portions on it. And there was one, they had to be calling like a million different people a rat. And I was laughing to myself because here you have two rats, I believe, calling everybody and everybody else a rat. I mean... It was like, who's on first? You know, it was amazing to me. I, I was actually laughing because all you hear is, oh, this one's a rat, that one's a rat. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. I'm looking at two informants. What, what are you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how they could even use that term. You know, and it's even like these reality shows. They're calling everybody a rat. They're on a reality show. You're on a reality show. You're an informant on a reality show. That's who you are. It's all right. But just relax with the rat terms and the, you know, the stool pigeon terms. Just be who you are. You're an informant. You're on a reality show. You're an informant. You're on a podcast. I think it's time maybe you drop those terms because that's a little uh, hypocritical, don't you think? I don't know. I just don't get that. That, that whole that whole persona is just... It's, it's hard for me to wrap my head around. And another like theme that just keeps... I notice that plays out when you listen to different segments and different parts of the podcast, and even on the reality show, I heard the comment made, these informants are constantly, like, um, goading, 
you know, people. Like they'll uh, they'll make like uh, almost like challenging people. You know, if you got something to say, you could come meet me, or you know, I if you're gonna come for me, you're gonna come for me. But what I find amusing is you do realize you're an informant, right? Are you telling the people that you're setting up these supposed fights that I don't know you're setting up fights? Are you telling the people that when they show up, there's going to be 20 agents there too? Or 20 cops there waiting? I mean, it's very easy to talk like that when you show up and you got, you know, the entire federal government behind you for the fight. I just find that amusing. You know, they're they're talking tough. They're trying to challenge people. You know, they're trying to act crazy. I'll meet anybody. I'm not, you know, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll have anybody come meet me. If they're going to come for me, they're going to come for me. No, nobody's going to come for you, buddy. You got 20 agents behind you. Nobody's going to come for you. Nobody cares. You're lying. All you're doing is lying. There's nothing nobody could do about it. You want to lie, you lie. I don't know. It's like they create this false... It's like they still want to be these tough guys. You know, but they, they don't want to inform everybody, which is ironic. They don't want to inform everybody that even though they're challenging to these one-on-one fights and these crazy meetups and they'll meet everybody, they got the government behind them. They got the state behind them. Of course it's easy. It's, you could challenge anybody like that. You know, it's like, oh, I'll challenge you to the fight. I'm, I'm going to be bringing the National Guard with me, though. I mean, <laughs> it's it's absurdity. I just find it, you know, it's it's almost like the Twilight Zone. It really is. When you hear how they talk, you hear how they interact. If they're truly trying to uh, turn over a new leaf or whatever, you know, they're trying to make things right in their head and in their conscience for what they did, Disappear and do that. Go do your thing. Live your new life. Focus on a family. You know, focus on doing some good. You don't need to tell the world world about it. You don't need to challenge people to fights when you have the, you know, entire government behind you backing you up. You don't need to be on Instagram. But listen, none of that's going to change. And I wanted to kind of just, uh, just acknowledge it because, like I said, I got a lot of links on it. And I was more amazed... And then I was thinking, how could that be used? You know, having a litigation firm, the first thing I'm going to do is make a big database of all that. You know, and you keep a database of every podcast, every interview, and you have that ready. So now when they start bringing out these informants, you have that ready to go. You have that ready to, to, to play in the court. You know, have that queued up to help your client, to show the juries the caliber of the person about to testify against your client. Show them what they're made of. And that's going to negate their credibility, I guarantee it. You start playing these segments. You know, you get your team to go through them. And I would even have my team, if and when the time comes, and I'm on the defense side of that, I'm going to have my team transcribe all these things. You know, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to hand out the transcripts, and we're going to play the audio. And then we'll really see is the person that just testified, the same person that's given all these podcasts and given all these interviews and talking about book deals and movie deals and all, that's what you have to show. You have to pull back the curtain for the jury. You have to really show them who they're dealing with. You know, if they're going to go out there and they want to go print out every, save every single social media post, put it all in a giant database. I'm not kidding. Any lawyer listening, any member of the defense team listening, start doing that. Start looking for any high-profile informants. Find their Instagram, find their podcast, and just start putting them all together. 
because you never know when you're going to need them. And you'll be able to do a little bit of damage by showing what really goes on, by showing the real side of these individuals, because they cannot help themselves. They just can't. They're going to have to brag and they're going to have to, you know, talk about what they're looking to do with their future and what they're going to look to do to make money. And all those things could help you. They could all help the defense team. They could all help the client to show that there's a huge motivating factor to say whatever they need to say to get a conviction. It's not about telling the truth. It's not about turning over a new leaf. It's about securing the best deal possible for that informant and getting the best results possible for that informant, getting no, you know, the littlest sentence, if not no sentence, no time served. And that's really what their goal is, by all means necessary. So to counteract that, you got to pull back that curtain. You got to show the jury what they're dealing with. And members of the, you know, listeners who you know don't really deal with this, are never around this type of stuff, aren't in, uh, uh, in the um, legal realm, don't ever have to deal with court. Just keep these things in your head because you you could be one of those potential jurors. You know, and those are things you want to think about. And hopefully, if a defense attorney shows you these items. It's going to make you look a little differently and put a little bit of less faith in what the person in front of you is telling you. And listen, I'm not saying there aren't informants who tell the truth. If that, you know, if that, like I always say, if that's what you want to do, personal feelings aside, doesn't matter what I think on that subject. If that's what you're going to do, you want to be an informant, just tell the truth. On the legal side of it, the problem I have is when they get up there and they lie. And they're not telling the truth because now you're not dealing with a witness or an informant. You're just dealing with a liar. And one of the hardest things to to get around is a lie because you don't know what they're going to say. You don't even know how to fight it if somebody's making something up. And that's what's so dangerous. If they're making it up, you have a hard time defending yourself because it's a complete lie. So then it just boils down to credibility. You know, it boils down to is the jury going to believe this person or are they going to believe the defense? And how do you knock the credibility? By showing motive. By showing the agenda. Showing what the end game is. And if these type of things don't scream motive and don't scream agenda, I don't know what does. I mean, you start playing the podcast. You start showing the Instagram shots. You start showing all this bragging. You start showing all these different things. How all these informants are getting together, putting on shows, laughing about shooting people, laughing about all these things. If that doesn't show their true nature, their true character, and who they are, then I don't know what will. And any even-minded person, anybody who thinks rationally, anybody who's really there to serve fairly, they're going to see it. People aren't stupid. They're going to see right through it. And I promise you, it's going to make an impact. And I'm hoping, you know, as a result of this podcast and the, the, the attorneys who have, I mean, the first thing my firm's doing is that. First thing we're doing is that. We're backing that all up. So I'm just hoping that other firms, attorneys, everybody else are doing the exact same thing. And I hope, I hope, uh, I hope today's podcast was entertaining. I know some of the things, you know, just had me laughing. Again, you know, the, the shame part of it is, a lot of people are put in jail because of informants lying. And when you see what goes on, how they're going on with their lives, 
and they're doing all these things why people are rotting in jail simply because they didn't want to pay for their own sins and they're being absolved of all their terrible crimes. Just look in the background on some of these people. Look at some of the things they've done. And because society or whatever, they're almost saying it's okay to do all those things if you tell on a bigger fish, so to speak. And it's not okay. Everybody's got to be accountable. You know, if, if you do something, fine. You get caught, you do something, that's, that's how life works. But if you don't do anything and then you have a liar who's just lying to frame you and put you away, and now you're suffering because of somebody lying, that's a big problem. That's a big problem. And uh, I have a hard time, you know, making peace with that and accepting that. And I'm going to do whatever I can to, to stop that and to help clients who, who may be dealing with that and to help clients overcome that obstacle. You know, if they're up against these informants, I'm going to do everything I can to give these clients what they need and and arm them with the tools and arm them with what they need to fight these things. Because it's like, I, you know, I said on previous episode, when you're a defendant, you're going up against a monstrous opponent. You're going up against the government or you're going up this, against the state who have endless resources Endless personnel, endless money to put you away. So you have to take out all the stops. And how do you do that? You got to think outside the box. And by thinking outside the box, you start doing these crazy things. You know, you start playing podcasts in the courtroom. You know, you start walking in (laughs) with it playing, like I said earlier, with a giant speaker on your back playing the podcast. Now, obviously, I'm being comical just to get my point across and give you a visual to make you laugh a little bit. But I think you get the point of what I'm trying to say. That if you do put it on and you do play it, it's going to be very impactful. And it's going to make a difference. And it could be a difference between you know somebody uh, getting found guilty who's 100% innocent or somebody getting acquitted because they see through the lies and they see through the deception. And that's really what it's about. It's about seeing through the deception. You know, if, if you have somebody up there who's lying and you have a case that's built on informants lying, you need to be able to to remove those items. And you need to be able to start casting doubt and showing the jurors that the person they're watching testify in front of them is not who that person really is. And the only way to do that is to show things that give an inside look as to what the true personality of that individual is. And how do you get that? When the person's relaxed. When the person is in their own element. And nowadays, they're in their own element on a podcast. You know, they're in their own element on their Instagram. That's when you see who they truly are. And you got to use that to help your client. And uh, I guess that's all I have for today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And I hope everybody's staying safe. And I want to thank uh, the subscribers. Hopefully it continues to increase. And hopefully we make a little bit of a difference. We start educating some people. We give people a different perspective on things. And I know these things are entertaining. Like I said, I know these shows are entertaining. They get ratings. These reality shows. These podcasts. They get views. I understand it. Personally, it's not my thing. I look at it, obviously, differently. Uh, I look at it from a personal level. From a moral level. Uh, from a internal constitution level, and I just can't relate to it. But I, I, I do have the ability to see why people 
are amazed with it, fascinated. And so all I could say to people like that is just open your mind a little bit. Realize what you're listening to and realize what you're looking at. And understand the ramifications that that had. And understand the damage those individuals have done. And understand their past. And listen to it. And do you really hear somebody who's humble? Do you hear somebody who really has regrets? Or do you hear somebody who wants you to think they have regrets? You know, there's a big difference. There's a big difference between somebody who legitimately is sorry for something and somebody who just wants the public to think they're sorry for something. And if you have good intuition, you're able to pick on that up on that right away. And fortunately, you just listen to 10 minutes of these things, you'll know right away. You'll have your answers. So I leave you with that. I think it's around 4, it's around 4.20 in the morning. Everybody stay safe. Be well. And uh, we'll take everything day, day by day. That's all we could do. Thank you.